So what to do when people disagree? Um, you know, again, I wanted to look and give you some hands-on practical takeaways, how to build these relationships on your team. And often where we get thwarted or stopped in our relationships is when people say, I don't agree with you, Janessa. You know, I disagree. As soon as somebody disagrees, it's kind of like, whoop, okay, the fight is on. So what can we do instead of fighting? What can we do instead of going into our, our ways to now deflect and, 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 and speak louder and pound our fist on the table? What do the masters do? Well, they practice letting it go. Letting what go? Well, whatever it is that people are arguing with you about. Uh, easier said than done. You can look in your personal relationships. You know, we love to engage when people disagree with us and we fight for our point of views often. And sometimes it can be fun. The, the key thing here is if you have awareness that people are disagreeing with you um, and you don't make it personal, you don't take it as an attack on you. They're not questioning your intelligence or your value to the team or your loyalty because often all that can be there in the background without you knowing it. And then you react like, I, you, are you calling me disloyal? No, they're not. They just disagreed with what you said. So see if you can let go the experience of being disagreed with or even let go of uh, the need to have your point of view be validated. It may just be that you're wrong. <laughs> that could also be a possibility. <laughs> People are shaking their heads. So um, let it go. Uh, and then if you can let it go, you can look from another person's point of view. So this is very powerful. And again, you look at the masters, they're not throwing off if people disagree. They expect people to disagree, especially if they're leading something that's interruptive or in intrusive. Or, or disrupt something, which great leaders do. We want to disrupt things, um, not for the sake of disruption, but for the sake of expansion. So um, you can get good at creating conversations that actually elicit people's committed conversations around uh, what are they seeing and they disagree. And then we, I want to see their point of view. So, you know, step over there in their shoes and look at what they're saying, not as a back and forth, I'm going to win this thing, but as a, oh, I've just discovered something from the way you're looking at this, and I can see that. And then you can go back to your own view and still, so to speak, argue for it or share it. Or you might say, yeah, I never saw it that way. You're right. I, I wasn't, I, I missed that. Let's go with what you said. Or often there's something in between that gets created that's even better than either one of your point of views. But you'll never get there if you don't let, let go first. And then the last place is give it space. Often in disagreements on teams, um, uh, people rarely go and say, hey, well, that's, that's, that's a good conversation. Why don't we give it some room and revisit it tomorrow? Well, let's put it on the agenda for next week and move on. Um, a lot of meetings are sidetracked by trying to get to agreement on something that is too heavily charged in the moment. And so uh, my best practice is like, yeah, that's really good thinking. I'm going to think I'm going to think about what you said, too, because there's something in here that uh, I know is going to be important for us. Uh, let's revisit it in a future meeting or let's visit it tomorrow. Uh, giving it space. Again, you won't want to do all that if you're too attached to winning the argument. If you want to win, then, you know, you'll have 
20 minutes or an hour where people are just going to listen to two people argue in a team pretending that they're not. 